Last weekend in France, in what might be reasonably characterised as a consequential election, i.e. do we put a far-right demagogue with a background in quasi-fascism and a record of Putin sympathising in charge of the only country which is still a member of NATO, the EU and the Permanent Five on the UN Security Council, or not, nearly 30% of the French electorate decided that they couldn't be bothered voting. Next month in Australia, in what will be a general election with significantly less earth-shaking implications, i.e. do we stick with the bloke we have or do we give that other bloke a lash at it, turnout will be comfortably north of 90%, as it always is in Australian elections. The difference is not in any relative levels of avid political engagement. Indeed, if one measures these things in café tables thrown at police officers, the French are, as a bunch, significantly more politically engaged than Australians. The difference is that in Australia, voting is compulsory. Australia is not, well, not quite alone in this. Voting is compulsory and enforced in Argentina, Belgium, Bolivia, Luxembourg, Liechtenstein and a few other jurisdictions. The most recent joiners of the club are Bulgaria and Samoa, although this does not reflect a gathering trend. This century, indeed, Cyprus, Chile, Fiji, Paraguay and the Dominican Republic have repealed compulsory voting statutes. But this Australian believes, as do a clear majority of his fellow citizens if polls are any guide, that compulsory voting is a good thing. Indeed, that compulsory voting should be compulsory. Australia introduced the compulsory vote in 1924, spooked by widespread disinterest in the general election of 1922, in which just under 60% of the electorate showed up. Australia had only been a united country for 21 years, had been epically traumatised by a world war, and was still seeking to establish itself as a parliamentary democracy. The measure had instant results. At the next general election in 1925, turnout cleared 90% and has stayed thereabouts since. If you don't vote, and are unable to persuade pertinent authorities of a good reason for not doing, it's a $20 fine. This commentator favours adding to the penalty a hearty slap upside the head with a big fish as a further corrective to complacency, but believes the current nuisance punishment to be about reasonable. The basic arguments for the compulsory vote boil down to the following. It spikes any dispute of a government's legitimacy, and it compels even the most militant apathete to take a vague interest in the governance of their country. But it also ends up having a usefully calming effect on a nation's politics. One of the reasons that Australia's politics have generally been so agreeably stolid is that one cannot win office merely by doing what demagogues do and winding up an angry, determined minority base. To cite one obvious example, Donald Trump was elected to the presidency of the United States in 2016 by 46.1% of a 55.7% turnout, barely a quarter of eligible voters. The same year, the UK was removed from the European Union by 52% of 72%, or by a little over a third of the electorate. 
The compulsory vote forces candidates, parties and interest groups to reach out to those who are not especially ideologically fervent, which is most people. And it keeps government honest at its most local. Australians are also compelled to vote for councils. British people are not, and by and large, do not. There are local elections across the UK next week. If the last such in 2019 are any guide, barely a third of registered voters will cast a ballot. Democracy, to borrow from Bob Woodward, dies in darkness. There are arguments against, and back in 1924 they were summed up by Melbourne newspaper The Age, which denounced the compulsory vote as tyranny, rooted in an assumption that electors are a mob of sheep liable to be shepherded, rounded up, driven and punished at the decree of some bureaucratic mandarin whose word and authority are paramount. But this, and other arguments against, are all absolute hooey. Hey, it's my explainer. It may well be the case that compulsory votes are cast by the ignorant, ill-informed and or insane. Well, so are voluntary ones. A compulsory vote could and should be accompanied by equally compulsory education in civics. Even the line that there is a democratic right not to vote doesn't hold up. In Australia, determined none of the abovers can scrawl across their ballot paper whatever obscenities please them, and thereby have their abstention counted. These are charmingly recorded as informal votes, and in 2019 were 3.8% of those cast. And it's not as if it is an especially onerous imposition, bestirring yourself every few years to walk up the street and make a mark on a piece of paper. It's about the least you can be asked for the fabulous boon that is citizenship of a free democracy. Making it compulsory gently reminds that this spectacular good fortune confers duties as well as privileges. For Monocle24, I'm Andrew Muller.